What is up, guys? Welcome to the Reborn Podcast. My name is Ashley Horner, and I am here with my co-host, Lena Del Rey. Hey, guys. We have a really great show today. We're going to start it out with happy hour. Um, We're going to talk about training. Weather is getting nicer. And the bulk of the show is going to be talking about failure. Uh, for some of that, for some of us, that can be a little difficult to talk about. Um, society kind of plays um, its own role, getting us to think that any time we yes, any time we, we fail, fail, it's it's shameful, which it's not. That you should be ashamed and you should be embarrassed, and so we're gonna kind of tap into that a little bit today. Um, and talk about some failures, uh, even that, that I have gone through and that I have experienced. Um, but so a great show today. Yes. Are you excited, Lena? To yeah, be here? I'm excited. I'm She's a, going to the gym after this. I am. So. I'm in my workout gear right now. I she look is. like a freaking bomb. <laughs> you don't look like a bomb. Right <laughs> <laughs> you don't look like a bomb. You look like you're getting ready to work out. I keep trying to tell Lena Hell that yeah. she needs to go do sprints up this bridge that we have outside of American Brew. She got me fucked up. <laughs> she, she's yet to do it. But you are going to row with me. Yeah. This weekend, right? Yes. I will bring a change of clothes. But what are you? Are I'm, you I'm working at the brew. So are you working Saturday, Sunday? Both. Double up. So I'll either, be here all weekend. I, I start uh, Saturday at 9 a.m. And oh then I God. end Sunday at 10 a.m. Jesus Christ. <laughs> so those are your times. So you can row. Uh, I'll I don't row know when I get off. Yeah, I'll probably get off. Yeah. yeah, you can just do like 30 minutes. I know. Even, hey, you know what? Even Liz, who is expecting. She's super pregnant. And, and, and she's like, she's like, yeah, I'm going to row with you. So <laughs> <laughs> we'll do you have it. to row. Especially because like rowing is your I thing. I can't have a pregnant lady show me up. <laughs> That's right. Um, so what is, uh, Lane is going to walk us through happy hour. Today is happy nice hour. in Virginia Beach today. And we're going to do a refreshing happy hour for you guys. Uh, so I was going to do something heavy today. Like I was like, oh, let's do like a classic, like an old fashioned, but it's 80 degrees in Virginia Beach and I wanted something refreshing. So uh, at American Brew, we have, uh, if you're from this area, actually, we have a very popular drink that's called the Orange Crush, um, which is a vodka-based orange juice drink that's super popular around here. It was supposedly, it was made down at the oceanfront, and that's where it stems from. But Wait, is it, well, yeah, where does the Orange Crush? So Waterman's claims ownership they were the, of the... They started it. Yeah, creating the Orange Crush. Um, but it's like a big deal around here. Every restaurant you go to, you can basically get one. Um, but we do our own here since we are American brew and we are a whiskey bar. We do a whiskey. There's no vodka. There's no American brew. No, I wish there was, but there's not. Um, but we call it the blonde crush and we do this with cascade blonde whiskey. So this is a lighter whiskey. Um, more similar to like a Jack Daniels honey whiskey, but not as sweet. But it is on the lighter um, side of the whiskey spectrum. We, so we've actually talked about Blonde Crush before. The uh, the whiskey that goes into it's the Cascade whiskey, right? Yeah. So the Cascade whiskey, um, the girl who is the founder of Cascade whiskey, mm-hmm. I believe it's. Uh, I didn't know it was founded by a woman. I did not it, know that. Yes. And um, cool. her sh- her family is from 
Virginia Beach. Really? I, I believe I she lived somewhere like close to the park. Oh, so she she had something in mind. So the uh, this is a, a really great, very refreshing whiskey, a very light whiskey. Uh, and the the, the topper mm-hmm. is I I think that we've talked about this before, but it's it's a bobber. Yeah, it's it it's is. a it's a bobber. If you look at the the bottle, so it's kind of if you think of like summertime and like fishing, it's like it's kind of like a lighter whiskey. Right. Um, you know, whenever <laughs> whenever we a lot of people are intimidated by whiskeys. Uh, you should. Especially, me, yeah. it was me. I no. was actually I drank a lot. A lot of, you've gotten a lot better. Well, but, but but when people I, will hear whiskey, that you know they they think like, oh my gosh, I, I can't do whiskey. There are oh yeah, I have a ton like, of customers that come in and they're like, oh, yeah, you don't have any more, vodka. I'm like, right, more uh, females are right. like, I can't drink whiskey. Whis- like there are some like like some of the the scotches are like really strong. We have one right. called the what was La, La Floig. Yeah. You gave me that one time. That yeah, it's very smoky. <laughs> it's a scotch. It's like super strong. But whiskey's like nostrils. this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> whiskey's like the Cascade Blonde. You barely taste it's it. It's really light, guys. Yeah. So you know, there's there's definitely like a like a level with whiskey. It's just like mm-hmm. anything. And so you can you can start out with like Cascade's really good, and then also uh, Basil Hayden is another Basil like Hayden's just kind of like a, a starter whiskey. I think Bullet's good too. It's a nice yeah, in between. It is. It's not it, too it doesn't dark. have so much of a as a right. kick. Yeah, that's good. It is good. So today's drink is the Blonde Crush. So you start out with an ounce and a half of Cascade Blonde per ounce and a half per drink. And I'm making two right now, so we're doubling this recipe. So you do an ounce and a half of the Cascade Blonde, and you put it in some OJ. You can eyeball the OJ. I like a little more. Some people don't like as much OJ. It's totally up to you. So we're going to put it in our little shaker cup. And then, so in my shaker cup right now, I have Cascade Blonde, I have my orange juice, and we put a little bit of vanilla syrup in ours, so we're going to throw a little bit of that. Try not to get on my microphone. (laughs) And then you're going to take some ice, throw it in there, and then you're going to give it a good old-fashioned shake. Do you have a favorite whiskey? Um, if you were to just take it straight. I'm actually surprised that you said bullet whiskey. I like bullet. You do? Okay. Um, bef- so whiskey isn't really meant to be taken as a shot. No. Either, but sometimes we do. I like to sip it. My, my, my go-to was a Jack and Ginger mm. all throughout college and like when I would go to restaurants. I always like Jack and but Ginger. But if you had to drink whiskey straight, do you do it neat? Or on, on the, the rocks. I, I'm on the rocks. I'm on the rocks, yeah. too. I, I really appreciate whiskey, but I, I like it with, like, like, a big cube in it, and I just like to let it I like ice it. drinks. Like, I don't like yeah. anything room temperature. I don't. Uh, no. It's not for me. Do you. What about red wine? Red wine. I like red wine. That's the only. But not, not, not in a refrigerator? Because some people Mm-mm. put their red wine in. Uh, the only it, red wine that chilled. I think should be refrigerated is sangria. Yeah. That's it, though. I love white wine. I I don't discriminate. I'm a, I love all colors. <laughs> okay, so we just shook it up, and now we're gonna strain over ice. So we got one. We got two. One for me. One for Ashley. And then we top ours, and this is what's a little different between ours, besides the whiskey and um, majority of the restaurants. Majority of the restaurants around here will top it with. Um, Sprite, we do ours with club soda. 
Mm. And then just to make it a little, a little bit on the healthier side. So here's our little. And I did this with killer nails right now. So round <laughs> of applause for me. Yeah, we, we talked about this last, our last yeah, podcast I've, about how, I mean, they're like a weapon. That's the point. <laughs> no one's going to mess with me. No one's gonna mess with me. I, could, I, I think, soda I think they're really pretty, but Thanks. I could never function. You would like I would stab, stab my auto. kids. Yeah, <laughs> I would. Like, I've had those nails one time, and I had them for a day, and I ended up like filing them. Oh down. my god! All right, cheers, cheers, cheers to summer. This cheers is a really summer. pretty. Hold on, I actually want to take a picture of this. This is a really pretty drink. Um, you get the refreshing club at the top, and then the sweetness of the orange juice, and the mellowness of. The Cascade Blonde, and it's just perfect. It's a perfect summertime drink. If you're not yeah, the really Orange pretty. Crush person that likes the lightness of vodka, try a Cascade. Mm -hmm. I, th I don't think you'll be disappointed. I'm very much a creature of habit. So whenever I come into the brew, I <laughs> typically eat the same things or... I, I know I her order things. by heart. Yeah. I know her order what by is heart. What is it? Um, well, if you're ordering for the boys, I know <laughs> yeah. Trip gets his... Burrito, um, steak burrito. Yeah, he gets the steak burrito, creme brulee, latte. Um, if you're ordering for blue, he usually gets the buff chick or a chicken melt, yep. depending on the day, and a black coffee. And then for you, you get the Power Bowl, but you sub with poke and uh, no sauce on it now. Wow, I'm really impressed. Yeah, and you usually get a black coffee, a Coachella, or an espresso martini. And Otto always gets pancakes, but majority. Or he keeps asking French, for the special, the French toast. You know the you know the chocolate chip waffles that we had. Oh yeah. <laughs> I think that so we actually have like quite a few in the freezer. But every time he's like, "I want the special," and that's what it's like a special that we had like one weekend. Yeah, it was a, a month one. Ago. <laughs> it's like the Valentine's Day. <laughs> yeah, and he still comes in and he asks for the special. That's really cute. Yeah, so I'm definitely a creature of habit. But yeah, um, Cash is a wild card. He always gets something different. Uh, Usually, sometimes a quesadilla, sometimes a quesadilla, sometimes French toast. Depends. Yeah. Wild card. It's that middle child. <laughs> I, your kids are funny, and I, I, are they going to be here this weekend? So, Gigi is coming into town. Gigi's My coming mom. in. Okay, so <laughs> Ashley's mom's coming in town. So, I'm like, uh, uh, so our podcast is done. Uh, American Brew has two levels. Uh, we have, and in my office where the podcast is also done is on the top floor of American Brew. And you knowing that my mom comes in, she literally walks into the brew like she owns the place. <laughs> and, she, and she, there's been a, there was a time like last year she came to the brew, she cleaned out the closet and everything. So I'm like looking around, I'm like, oh, what's she going to say? I'm like, I got to get these boxes out of the way because she's going to come up here and be like, what? all my work that I did and you guys are just putting boxes up here. <laughs> uh, so Gigi's coming into town. Which she's going to be here for your row. Are yeah, the boys going to come? Me. She is. The boys are going to come. We're trying to figure all that out. They're all in soccer. Oh, and they yeah. practice and play in completely different places. So Love that. we are figuring out our Saturday how we're going to uh, do that. But yeah, they're going to be here. They don't really understand. Like whenever they... Whenever they see me, they like to be kind of like on top of me all the time. And Otto's going to want to try to get on my lap to like yeah. row. So they will be here probably a little bit in the beginning. Um, 
probably at the end, mm-hmm. they're going to be required to distance themselves so they don't jump on me at the end of, you know, they don't, they they, don't truly, I don't think they truly understand. Maybe Trip does. Yeah. Cause it was really sweet. Well, I, when she did her 40 or her full weekend run, I forgot. It was like 40 hours. Yeah. 40 hours. Um, you were here when I, I was finished. here when you finished and uh, Ashley's mom was here. Blue was here. Our friend uh, Julian was here and we all, you know, you came up and your mom had the boys. I don't even remember you this. You sat down and immediately Otto hops on your back. He's like, I know. He's like hi, mommy. <laughs> yeah. Like, so cute. I know. They just didn't know. They're they like, don't They don't really understand. And I, I'm such a, uh, like, a hands-on, like, lovable mom. Like, I love to, like, love them, you mm-hmm. know? Like, you know, I love I to. I kind of find that shocking. Really? I didn't know you'd be, like, the cuddly type. Oh, I'm so, well, to, like... There's time limits to the cuddle, yeah. okay, Lena. <laughs> so it's like you know they can like cuddle with me, but then I don't know. I, I'm hurting I, I'm, her. I, image. I'm actually the same way with Blue. Like he can get close to me, but there's like there's like a uh, there's a time limit to that. I'm like, all right, <laughs> clock in, <laughs> <Yeah>. clock out. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I don't know. Sometimes, especially like when I when I've struggled and stuff. Sometimes he's like, you know, he like tries to give me a hug, or like if I if I right. have like a lot of hard stuff going on. Or like whatever he like he always tries to cure it with a hug, and I'm like the person that's like, I don't need a hug, <laughs> don't hug me. I'm the complete. Don't opposite. ask me if I'm okay. I'm like literally like smother me. I'm uh, like smother me, so I can't think about anything yeah. else. <laughs> yeah, I I've like so I know today we're gonna talk about failures, but I want to I want to hear your goals for this weekend first and foremost before we get into yeah this weekend not saying you're gonna fail this weekend yeah this weekend it's um happening on the 27th um so it'll be by the time you hear this yeah yeah i would have already done um i did this same row the 25 hour row last year so this Mm -hmm. is gonna be the second annual i'm doing it for spikes canine We've had Jimmy on the podcast before. Mm -hmm. Uh, This was last season, season one. So I'm doing this for Spikes Canine. The the number 25, the 25 hours, represents the 25,000 working canines in the U.S. And Spikes Canine is a local nonprofit, but they help canines all across the U.S. And um, not just providing ballistic vests. So whenever these canines go out on the job, uh, on the hunt, they are protected like with mm-hmm. a ballistic vest. Uh, not only do they help with vests, but they also help with um, any medical help that a canine could possibly need mm-hmm. that either the department can't cover, insurance can't cover. And they have helped a lot of working dogs. So um, I have supported Spike's canine for over five years now. Wow. Yeah. My first uh, initiative and fundraiser that I did was a 300 mile row, which wow. took me a week. I did it. I did it like a, like a eight, eight, nine hour days for mm-hmm. a week uh, to reach my 300 mile goal. Jeez. That was the first thing that I did. And then uh, after that, every then I day. did, I did it every day for a week. So I would take my rower to different places. So I take it out to the oceanfront and then I rode all day. I took it to a a park and I rode all day. I I looked, I got a lot of weird looks because I was unloading the rower like from my car. (laughs) Like the fuck is she doing? She's literally putting it in the middle of a field. Like, is she okay? (laughs) Just to row. Like, yo, we're trying to play soccer. Get out the way. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy girl. Um, And then last year I did a 25 hour row. 
Uh, we raised a lot of money. We got a, enough to get either one or two vests for uh, working canines. These vests are not cheap. No, they're, they're expensive. They're and they're like, custom made and yeah. they're ballistic. Uh, so anyways, that, yeah, so that's starting this weekend. We have a lot of awesome uh partners who are who have donated things for like the silent auction cool manscape which is a uh supporter and they uh uh do ads for our show so yeah. they, spon- they sponsor the reborn podcast they actually have really good products they, they're they're awesome products. they're awesome this is not sponsored. traeger traeger is, is donating a grill for the silent auction concept see two. i wish it was like a raffle because then i would have a chance <laughs> <laughs> yeah, i know uh concept two Impact crates, which are the crates that I have. There's a lot. I mean, just it's there's oh, so many great. Two? You're getting a rower. Yeah. So so concept two. I'm you guys familiar can, with you. Yeah. Yeah. I'm very familiar with the concept. Two. Um. So you know, going into this row, and and not only are we having a lot of support with like companies who have donated items, but there are so many people and like other like canine handlers mm. who are rowing an hour with me. But I go into this weird mindset of uh, where I it, it it's weird, right? Because I'm I'm gonna be rowing in a public place, mm-hmm. right? But my hands are occupied, occupied. My feet are strapped in, so it's it's not like I can just high fives everyone. <laughs> yeah. So there's so much support, but also at the same time, and we've talked about this before. Like I truly love people. Like even though I'm right. kind of like a uh, I think an, an outgoing introvert. I, I I still love people. I think this situation might be different because I, I I think they know anyone who comes here will know that like you're obviously doing something. Like yeah. if and they I, see you working out, they're not going to be like, "Yo, let's have a thirty minute conversation." So I I hope I hope, but um, you know I do go through a bit of suffering. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you're going to be doing this for twenty five hours. Yeah, on the rower. And Ooh. I do plan on people have like, some people Bring have asked me like, are you going to be, yeah, I'm going to tape up my hands. It's it's really my fingers. I tape up my fingers so yeah. I can have like extra grips. But people ask me, they're like, well, are you going to be on the rower for 25 hours straight? And the answer is no, because I'm going to have to go to the bathroom. Right. And I'm going to have to like go to the bathroom. And then also eat. I have to eat, which also that's requires when, hands. That's so, when the other people jump in. So it's 25 so They're going to feed me? Oh, so somebody else takes over <laughs> yeah. the rowing? No, uh, we we have a pr- a pretty good plan of um, logistics because mm-hmm. uh, I want to do better than I did last year. I don't remember how far I got last year, um, but uh, yeah. So I, I for for me personally, it's kind of like a I'm so competitive with myself. Like I, know. I want to <laughs> beat and feel like I did better than I did last year. Are you gonna be upset with yourself if you don't? Um. No, I, I, I feel confident that I'm going into this year more physically fit than mm-hmm. I was last year. That's good. So last year, were you doing uh, weight training or were you doing endurance I was, training at I that was point? doing more. I was really weak last year. I was really just... I, uh, I find I that like I doing, very hard to believe that you uh, were weak. Yeah, there was a guy in the parking lot who just was like, who was like yo, I get asked this all the time, like, yo, how much can you deadlift? I'm like... How much can you deadlift? 225 is my... Which isn't, it's not a whole lot. As a 225 for a female, I mean, there's like girls who are blowing right. that out of the water. But for me, because I have, so every time I do these crazy endurance feeds, mm-hmm. they take a lot out of me. Right. Strength wise, like I have to kind of go through this process of trying to rebuild my strength. Mm-hmm. Um, and, th- and that definitely takes time. But my, it's not my all time PR, but my 
current PR right now. I got it last week. It was two twenty five for two. That's cool. So yeah. Oh, yeah. So and then I'm gonna do this row. I feel like I'm gonna get like a pancake ass. And you might. <laughs> just get, I'm like, gonna have to start doing sweet cakes. Yeah. It'll <laughs> so mm-hmm. just from like sitting on the rower and stuff all the time. But um, I, I'm not necessarily worried. I don't I, like for this event. Like it's not. It's not really about like winning or losing. It's not about failing. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to do a lot better. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's kind of hard for me to gauge right now like what like what does doing better really mean right like, i don't know how to like does it mean raising more money having for a sure lower, raising more money you that, know like having a lower uh, i want to be a, time yeah i want to be able to pull harder so i actually have it at a at a i'm gonna be rowing at like a one two that's fair you're doing Do you, it for 25 okay. hours that's completely fine because i mean like uh the so, so Lena has a background in rowing. Mm-hmm. Those of you and crew, those of you who are are just so kind of tuning in, majority she, of the time, the effort. Well, I'm just having a brain fart right now. The resistance. The resistance is usually when you see the like the rowing competitions and the CrossFit games. So it's always at a ten. But your situation is a little bit different. They're doing it for like you know. At max, even in the CrossFit games, when they do insane amounts of meter pulled rows, uh, that's only for like an hour, max so, two so hours. So, serious question though. Would it be better if I pulled hard for 45 minutes at like a six, seven, seven, eight, and then I took a 15-minute break? Or I guess it's just kind the of The like- higher the resistance, depending on how you're pulling and you're split time you can potentially go faster with a higher resistance than with a lower resistance at a quicker split time the resistance mimics like water so if you're pulling harder on you know i'm trying to think so what if i what if i did like a a two three. I think. I think. Or do you really think that just like the overall fatigue of the body? It, it depends. It, it depends on you know again how fast you're pulling, what your split time is, um, the less resistance. Like if you think about rowing, an actual boat. So if you put your paddle, you know, two inches in the water versus putting your paddle ten inches in the water, you're gonna get a lot more power from. 10 inches deep in the water than two inches. So that's Mm. what the resistance is. Mm. Um, But again, it depends on your goals. Like if your split time is insanely low and you're pulling at a one, two, that could overcompensate for the fact that you're not pulling at a six or a seven Mm -hmm. at a slower split time. It just depends. Yeah. It's interesting because it's like, no matter what the wear and tear is going to be there. Mm -hmm. And I kind of wonder if, I uh, think if, if you are capable, because, you know, rowing at a higher resistance, it takes a toll on you after a while. And if your goal is endurance, I would say maybe if you want to differentiate hour by hour, you can you know, start at two, three, then do two or three hours at a five, six, then go back to a two, three. Mm-hmm. That way, you know, if you're feeling strong in that moment, like after you eat or something, then you can pull hard for two hours and then go back down and have a nice steady pace. Yeah. That's what I would suggest. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to do that. Yeah. Well, yeah, I'll be there. I'll I'll let you know. I'll let you know how your form is. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're going to have to, like, coach me through it. Uh, but Gigi's going to row with me. She's going to be here. She's been practicing her rower. She's a crazy athlete, my mom. Yeah. She's still really good. Like, does a lot of cycling. Like she, does, she does a lot of uh, rowing and stuff. So um, she's going to be here to not only help with the the boys, but um, to also be here for support and to, to get in on the row. So. I want to see you guys go head to head in 2K. I want to see who can. Oh my gosh, we're not doing this now (laughs) in the middle of like when I'm like. Just do it to start. (laughs) Start off with a 2K. Don't do that. I would be gassed. Oh my god, (laughs) I, I've seen people throw up, and so that's like the big thing for crew. We do like in our off season when it's like cold and shit. We do rowing races on the ergs and. They literally put... Do you have a fastest time for your 2K? Oh, my God. I don't want to say it because I was terrible at erging. I was terrible at 2Ks. My boyfriend, he rode, too. He was really good. Like, sometimes, you know, I'm... Again, I'm 5'2". I'm not 5'. I'm not the ideal rower. You You have to be under 5'. No, 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 no. I'm an ideal coxswain. There's... Rowers are supposed to be, like, these long, lanky motherfuckers Mm. with Mm. thick thighs. (laughs) And that's like, you like look at a person, you're like, damn, that'd be sick if I was that height. I was not good at 2Ks. Um, my, <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to say it on air because it was so shameful, but it wasn't great. I wasn't what, the slowest person in the world. What's a good time that you could give somebody like for boys to do, to do or girls for, or, or both for boys and for girls. For a 2K. I, I've never done a 2K for so, time to see what I could get. For high school athletes, um, we had like the sub sub seven group, which is like, that's good for girls. And then I seven under seven minutes or, uh, under eight minutes. Sub eight was good too. Um, you don't want to be over eight Okay. for, if you're trying to be like a real competitive high school athlete, again, I'm not really sure what college and adult level is at this point. But I remember, High school, that was really good. And then we had a few guys that were sub seven, sub six on our team in high school, which is really good too. Mm-hmm. It's hard doing a 2K and you have to put on 10 resistance, pull as hard as you can. And they literally had trash cans by our ergs in case you so need you to throw up barf. and then continue. Well, hopefully I won't be barfing. Uh, yeah, uh, I hope not. No, I don't. I, just I don't know who's going to clean that up. <laughs> Gigi's on the case. <laughs> yeah, Gigi. Today's episode is brought to you by Skillshare. Skillshare is a learning platform with online classes taught by the world's best practitioners. Personalized, on-demand learning in design, photography, entrepreneurship, marketing, business analytics, and a ton more. No matter what 2021 has in store, you can spend it creating something meaningful with Skillshare's online classes because time is what we make of it. With Skillshare, you can find inspiration in the moment and learn how to express your creativity. It's a killer service that allows you to learn valuable skills at your own pace, right from the laptop or device. Skillshare is an online learning community that offers membership with meaning, with so much to explore, real projects to create, and the support of fellow creatives. Skillshare empowers you to accomplish real growth. Skillshare is also really affordable, especially when it compares to pricey in-person classes and workshops. An annual subscription is less than $10 a month. I love learning new things, and that's why I recently checked out Productivity for Creatives. Build a system that brings out the best by entrepreneur Thomas Frank. 
It offered some really helpful insights into staying creative, organized, and efficient while balancing a lot of tasks, like running American Brew and hosting the Reborn podcast. Other classes that Reborn listeners will enjoy include Find Your Style. It's five exercises to unlock your creative identity by Andy J. Pizza. And video for Instagram, Tell an Engaging Story in Less Than a Minute by Halise Narvaez. Explore your creativity at Skillshare.com forward slash reborn and get a free trial of premium membership. That's Skillshare.com forward slash reborn. So let's transition a little bit and talk about failure. Failure. And I don't care how good you think that you are, how, uh, you know, there might be somebody who you really look up to that you just think is perfect. Everybody has failed. failed in their life. They failed. Everybody has failed. Uh, and it, it's, it happens more than once. Um, All the time. It, it, it's, it's, it's going to happen. And I like to say that um, if, if you guys are not failing, that means that you are not either pushing yourself hard enough or you're not taking enough chances. Agreed. In growth. Mm-hmm. And um, putting yourself out there to fail, it can, it's a very vulnerable place. Yeah. Because it, it means that you're reaching for something, that you're going for something mm-hmm. that, um, and you may full heartedly believe that you can reach that place, yeah. and you don't. No and one likes to fail. No one likes. To no, fail. Yeah, and there's nothing. Um, there's nothing pretty about failing. There's nothing glamorous about failing. In fact, like when you fail, like you feel like that you have gotten punched in the gut. A lot of this and, and, and the failing and the, the feeling that you fail has to, it, it stems from the, the outer world from um, either people in your life or like the society making you feel like that you failed. Mm-hmm. Because whenever you whenever you guys try to achieve something, whenever there's a goal that you reach for, and maybe it's even a, a business, maybe it's a, uh, a fitness endeavor that you're going after, and you reach for that, and you don't make it, and you can feel uh, embarrassed, you can feel like it, it, it makes you almost want to take like ten, 10 steps back. Yeah. And absolutely. Take a different look at the path that you were going or the things that you were going after. It makes you question everything. It makes you feel lost and insecure and I was I'm going to be honest cuz we talked about like what we were going to say on the show today and I told Ashley asked me to talk about something. I was like, eh, I wasn't comfortable about talking about it." But you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to say it because I'm not ashamed of it. So as you guys know, I'm applying to grad school and I recently got rejected from my top, you know, my dream school. I'm not going to say which school it was, but I got rejected and I was a complete and total wreck after. I I was at uh, the next day I was supposed to come into American Brew and work and um, I, I just couldn't. I, I couldn't get my shit together. I was, my eyes were swollen from crying because I felt like I disappointed everyone around me and everyone that helped me 
to get to where I was, to where I could apply to grad school. Like my professors, my friends, those who wrote me recommendation letters, those who were excited for me, those people who I told. And it really hurt just, you know, seeing and writing that I know I did everything I could. I did every, I went down every avenue I possibly could to, you know, get myself prepared to apply to grad school. And it wasn't enough. And, you know, it really hurt. I felt, I felt lost. I, I questioned every choice I made up to that point. And I asked myself, what could have I done different? What, why didn't they want me? Why didn't they, you know, like, am I not good enough? Yeah, exactly. And it, it, it really stung. And, um, I know my coworkers noticed like a change in me. There was like a shift for a while, a good week or so where, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't myself because I was just getting so, I was being so hard on myself and looking back, I think that was so stupid because you know what? I'm not the first person to ever get rejected from a school and mm-hmm. everyone keeps saying, Oh, everything happens for a reason. Everything Is, happens for a reason. Do you hate reason. hearing that? What? Everything happens for a reason. Yeah, that's the dumbest fucking shit I've ever heard. But it's so true. And for the record, I did tell Lena that. Yeah, but it it it's yeah. the hardest thing to hear when you're you upset really, it with doesn't, yourself. It doesn't matter because you still want it as bad. Like you right. still you wanted yeah, it. Yeah, but everything again. I hated hearing it at the time, but it's so true. Everything happens for a reason. You know, I I am where I am now. I'm still going to apply to schools. I'm still going to do what I can to get into the career that I want. I'm not going to let this one rejection slow me down, even if I get rejected five, six more times from other schools. It doesn't matter because I know what I want to do and I have my goal. And my goal is what keeps me going every day. Every choice I make is my goal. I'm going to be a speech therapist one day and you can record this, write this down. (laughs) Ten years, I will be one. I don't know Ten when. Years? Is Ten that... years. That's my goal. <laughs> How a, long is speech therapy it's, school? It's two. But, oh, you know, whatever roadblocks come in my way, I don't give a fuck. I will be knocked down plenty of times, I'm sure, but I'm going to get I'm gonna get back up and I'm going to continue because being sad is not going to help me. And it finally clicked in me like last week. I'm like, why am I being like this? This is stupid. Failure happens all the time. It's nothing to be ashamed of. I thought I should be ashamed of it. I thought I was disappointing people by failing. But, you know, the people that matter and the people that help you in your failures, they don't care if you fail. They don't. You know, it's a part of life. You just, it's how you react to failure, which I I think is the most important part Mm -hmm. about it. And it's okay. Because I mean, like, yeah, would would you continue if you, you know, I'm sure... Not to say you you would fail, but you know your first twenty five hour row. I highly doubt if I was, Ashley was unable to do it. I remember last year I was it. really nervous about it. I, I really questioned if I'd be able to do yeah, it. Yeah, and if, I, no, I wasn't super confident. Yeah, and that's why I don't think anyone would ever be upset with you because you failed. Yeah, but, I know. I don't look at you any yeah, different. No, because you're you know yeah, you're I'm human. a human. I think like on on these situations with Lena, you have to focus on what you can control. Right. You can't control other people's and decisions. I'm such a control freak. Or do they give you any feedback as <laughs> no, to... No, unfortunately they don't. You can reach like, out to them, but I was like, you know what? I would. I, I don't I, know what the process is, but I would want to know. Even I, if even if you don't apply there yeah. again, or if you're like, okay, that obviously wasn't the path. I would want to know like what I did. See, I would. I would, but a lot of times they don't ever get back to you. Because mm. there was another situation 
years ago where it was like I was applying to college for the first time and um, I didn't get into a school and I was like, okay, well, why? And then they never responded. I was like, hey, <laughs> why? And they never responded. So Interesting. I don't think I, they like telling people why they get rejected. Mm. I think it just might like put salt in the wound. But um, I don't, you know, I'm going to do what I can to beef up my application, to, you know, further my knowledge, con- to continue my education in my field. And you know what? If I don't get in this year, guess what? It I'm just a- means you're around here more. Yeah, I'm applying next year. That's That's all that means. So it's just... Another path, just a little bit of a longer road. That's all. That's all it is. And I'm okay with that. That was super admirable and tough for you to talk, Rock, because I know I did talk to Lana before the show <laughs> uh, with the theme of failure. And, you know, I wanted, I asked her if she'd be okay. And I said no. And she said no. <laughs> she needed some more time. Um, but it is really, really tough. That was kind of therapeutic talking about it. It was a little therapeutic, you know, just. Announcing to the universe, I failed and I'm okay with it. But yeah. it, every day gets a little bit better. And yeah. Also, it's I, like a breakup, but it's worse. It's it's okay that you are sad or that you are disappointed or that you want to feel mm-hmm. sorry for yourself for a while. Like that, that's just part of the process. Right. There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing it's wrong like the with the twelve stages of mourning. <laughs> I think it's like three, not twelve. <laughs> I'll but, I'll somehow link um, it into twelve. Steps. But whenever you know, I got the text from Lena that uh, it was it was a day that or the we day had before a she was supposed to get, yeah we had a podcast that day. <laughs> I texted you that morning, and like, man, my honestly, like my heart just broke for you. I you know, and it's kind of like in that moment, like you don't really know what to say because yeah. I really believed that you were going to get into I, the yeah. school, and um. You know, my my heart definitely broke for you because I knew how bad that you wanted it. And it it. sucks when you want something so bad. And again, it's out of your control. It is out of your control. Yeah. Just focus on what you can can control. Exactly. And whether, you know, you can't, you're not on the other end. Mm -hmm. Um, I would be super curious to know, like, why you weren't accepted. I I, I think that you should, I think that you should kind of pursue that and ask a little bit. I think I should. Is it it because, like, you don't really want to know why? I don't know. It it was just, I think I don't, there's a part of me that does, but I don't because I'm like you know what whatever they didn't want me there's some school out there that's gonna want me it was a competitive school um so yeah I don't know maybe I just wasn't the right candidate maybe they didn't like you know maybe it was my resume maybe my GPA wasn't high enough maybe it was because I didn't send in a GRE score because a lot of schools didn't require that now because of COVID but you know there's 10 million reasons why and I'm like, you know what? It's like, I think I should care, but I don't. Good. I don't know if that's bad. I'm just like, whatever. You, well, you kind of have to start like blocking it out. In order to yeah, move forward, I'm, you have to let go of that. Exactly. You have to let go. Like in order to move forward, you have to look at it as positively as you can. You right. have to keep telling yourself it was a that it's out curve. of your control. Right. And then in, in order to move forward, you you yeah. mentally and emotionally have to let go of that. You have to let go of it. Mm-hmm. Um. So there was a time, we've never talked about this before. This was before you came into my life here at American Brew. Um, Which is a year ago. There, Just yeah. about a year ago. So this was a couple years ago. I did, uh, one of the the charities that I really support is, uh, it's Maison Fortune, which is 
the uh, the boys and girls in an orphanage out in Haiti, mm-hmm. and uh, I wanted to do. I wanted to pick something really hard because I've I, you know I've swam a hundred miles. I've done all kinds of crazy things, and I was looking for the yes, next have. thing that would be hard. <laughs> and I wanted to do fifty Ironman triathlons 50? in all fifty states. It was called the the Woman of Iron uh, triathlon event, mm-hmm. and this is actually super hard for me. And I definitely think it's still like a little emotional for Mm me. Um, It's been the one thing that I've tried to accomplish and I didn't. Um, I made it through, I started in Haiti uh, and then I came here and then I went up North to Connecticut and then Maryland, I believe. Uh, So I, I did, Four full triathlons, basically back to back, except for uh, I, in between traveling in Haiti and then coming back, um, I had a day in between there, just like with traveling and everything. Um, But I got to, I believe it was my fourth one. Um, Something just started happening to where I... It, and it's happened before. And, mm-hmm. and I thought the first time that this had happened, uh, it was just kind of fluke. But I would get really sick and just start vomiting. I would throw up. And it has something to do with not having enough, uh, being hydrated. But like whenever you do these really long things, you can't just drink straight water. Right. You have to drink um, water that has like added vitamins, the and electrolytes, minerals, all the electrolytes. You can't just drink straight water because it just goes right through Through you. So you sweat it out. Probably it was almost like whenever I started and I shouldn't have started in Haiti because it was, uh, there was too many unknowns in Haiti. Um, I was basically tripping over myself, like from the starting line, um, coming here. I did like, I started feeling like not well in Virginia, like my second one actually. Mm -hmm. And, it, it, so something, whenever I do these really long things, uh, it's just been the, the triathlon that it gets to a point where like, I can't eat. Like I, so I start like gagging whenever mm-hmm. I, I try to eat something, my body just doesn't want to take in food. And it's because I've gotten too far behind on the food and the nutrition or the food and the hydration that I just, I can't catch up to it. Um, the team that I had, uh, I don't think that it was planned out well enough for this endeavor. Yeah. Um, I got to my fourth one up in Maryland, somewhere in Maryland. Uh, it was either Maryland or Connecticut is where. Um, and I just, I was on the bike ride portion of it. So I did uh, the swim and which was like a two mile swim. I was on my bike and then I just started feeling nauseous. I pulled over, I threw up. Um, I ended up completing the bike. Most of the bike I came back. Uh, it was recommended that I get paramedics to come check me out at this time. Like this point, we didn't really know like what was wrong with me. Mm -hmm. Uh, I went in to like emergency care and I only I had the onset of like what could possibly be rhabdo, uh, but I didn't. I didn't What's have rhabdo? rhabdo. Is um, it's basically when your 
your muscles start deteriorating and it can be really bad, like for your liver or whatever. But, um, I, I didn't have a full onset. It's basically when you're dehydrated and just like your, mm-hmm. your joints and everything. Um, I didn't have full blown rhabdo, but you know, they ran all these tests on me and I had like the onset of like just dehydration and, and what looked like it could have been if I would have continued on, I would, I would have had rhabdo. Um, and it can be, it can be serious. Um, so I stopped, uh, I stopped, I didn't finish my bike. I didn't do the run portion. Um, I talked to my coach that I had at the time. Um, his name was Alex and I, you know, I said, you know what? I just want to, I want to take the day off. I, I want to finish. I want to sleep. I want to just eat pizza and then I want to get up and I, I want to start it tomorrow. So, uh, part of my issue, right. Is that I had so many haters in the triathlon community, um, basically calling me out and telling me like that I'm just like a piece of shit and that I'm going to fail. And so, um, I did an interview with like ESPN. Oh yeah. They started like a whole, uh, like blog thread about me. I mean, it was bad. It was brutal. People were so mean. What the fuck is people? And and, and so like, I I kept like, I kept going back to like, like, yes, this is a hard physical like endeavor. And I think, I think it was almost insulting to the triathlon community. Like, um, although I, I've done some half triathlons, I've never, um, officially registered for like an, a legit Ironman triathlon. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, the, the triathlon community, they were just seeing this girl who just does like, you know, like, I don't know, weightlifting. She does some endurance and they're like, you know, they're like, there's no way that this chick is going to be able to come in without having a triathlon background and be able to do 50 of these whenever for some people for like being a triathlete, it takes like up to, you know, six months or sometimes a year people train, trained for this to do a, a triathlon. And what I just wanted to get across to like the triathlon community is like, it, like I was very respectful. Like I picked the triathlon, events because it was it is the hardest thing to combine all three the swim the run uh the swim the bike and then the run um and i you know i just think that there were a lot of lot of hasty hasty people um so in my mind like whenever i got sick and um you know my my coach that i had at the time he was like you know he's like let's just take a day off or whatever and um we'll get you back out there so I think he started getting a lot of hate, like being like, you're going to let her go on. Like what kind of piece of co- like piece right. of shit coach are you? Blah, blah, blah. So I woke up the next day. Um, I was like, you know what? I was like, I'll improvise. Cause right at, at the root of all of this, the, the point of me doing the women of iron thing was for the kids in Haiti to raise money for the right. kids of Haiti. Um, and you know, I was like, you know, what? I can just do it on a trainer because it was really hot. It was during the summertime too, which wasn't helping me like the dehydration mm-hmm. and the nutrition. I was basically burning myself at both ends. Um, and, uh, I was like, I can do the cycling on the, on the trainer. Like the run will be fine. I'll just do short, like two mile loops. So every time I come around, I'm going to be eating, drinking, I'll have food there. Um, and so I started out on the swim. I actually felt fine on the swim. Um, I did my bike. I got done on my bike. I actually felt great on my bike. And, um, I started my run and my coach, Alex, he was like, I, he's like, I can't, I can't support you anymore doing this. And I was just like, why? Like I felt fine. 
And um, I think that he, he was getting so much hate, right? Because he was like a coach. So mm-hmm. um, everybody was basically just probably hating on him. He was probably afraid of like losing clients. And he was like, look, Ashley, like I, I, don't, um, I don't support you doing this anymore. He was like, I think that it's time to pack it up and go home. He's like, I'm leaving. He like drove back down or drove to North Carolina or South Carolina that night. And um, he was like, if you want to do this, it's on you, but like your team's done. And that was a super, super hard pill to swallow because I felt like, I I don't think like now looking back, I I don't think that I could have logistically, I couldn't have done all 50 and especially driving around the U.S. Right. I maybe I like, yeah, I'm just going to say, I, I really doubt that that goal was obtainable. Um, and I'll talk about that in a second. And, um, you know, my coach Alex at the time, he was like, you know what, let's go back. He was like, I'm done. He's like, I think you should go back home. I think you should take like a week off. Let's just do them all possibly locally in Virginia beach. And which kind of helped, right? It helped like that the sting of the sense. of the wound, right? And and at the same time, you like I just had evaluated your goal. Yeah, I had all these haters though, being like, t- I, "Dude, it was so bad. It was the, so." I'm like, everyone's bad. so fucking tall and oh, maybe behind a keyboard. It, was, it it that that was the first time ever when I've when I've done. I mean, they were just like, it was so bad. I don't get the point in spreading. And, hate. and so I do see like why he probably quit, why my coach quit then during that evolution because he was do probably getting he was so scared. Much- that you were going to like destroy your body. Uh, I think he was scared that he was going to destroy his business. I don't think he was worried about me. I think he was worried about his business Mm. and which, you know what, whatever. So I came back home. It was a really weird, it was weird. It was weird waking up the next day. We drove all the way home and it was weird waking up in my, in my bed. Because every ounce of me, like, I believed that I could do it. I knew that I could do it. In Mm -hmm. fact, what made it harder is because I started feeling better and I truly felt that I could have kept going. And even if I had to put my bike on a stupid trainer and still, like, Mm -hmm. get all the miles in, what was really bad, what really fucked me up is after a couple days went by, after a week went by, I continued to try to reach out to my coach, Alex, and I didn't get, he ghosted me. Mm. Nothing. I never heard like, hey, how you doing? Are you okay? Are you ready to hit it again? Nothing. Like I tried calling him. I tried messaging him, reaching out. And he just ghosted me. It was almost like if you were in a fight and you got the living shit beat out of you. Mm-hmm. Like not only physically but and mentally, but um, also just like all the outside stupid bullshit of like social media, I literally got the living shit beat out of me. And I depended on my coach to be that person in the ring to Mm -hmm. be like, Hey, you're okay. Dust it off. Don't worry about that. Keep your blinders on. This is the, this is the plan. Right. And I heard nothing from him. He, I've still to this day, I've never heard anything from him. Wow. So good news is good news. Um, that so, but that was like super, super, super hard for me. Yeah, really. Hard. I can imagine. Really, Why? Hard. I mean, you're a very goal driven person, and yeah. like when you say you're gonna do shit, you get it done. Yeah, and I know that probably like really hurt you not being able to finish what you set out to do. Yeah, but so in, in that time, I had um, there's there's been one guy that's ever been able to accomplish the 50, 50, 50, 50 Ironmans. In 50 days in 50 states. His name's Iron Cowboy. 
Iron Cowboy. Yeah, he's actually doing 100 now in 100 days. He's crazy. Anyways, he reached out to me um, during this time, and he was like, look, Ashley, he was like, and and also, and and for the record, guys, like, looking back on this whole evolution, I am being a mom, and this, this all goes back to me. I'm not putting blame on anybody, but being a mom, running business, and the amount of time that it truly takes to, to train for an, uh, not just one triathlon, but for the 15. amount of triathlons that I was trying to do, it takes a lot. I don't even know how you train for it that. It takes a lot. And, and looking back at whenever I was you know, training for these, like it took a lot of time away from my family, getting on my bike, going for a bike ride, going for like long runs. And I, I had to try to work up to that. And, um, you know, I, I, I should have been more disciplined and I definitely don't think that I trained enough, um, for the 50, 50, 50, um, that I was wanting to do. Um, for the timeline that I had, mm-hmm. I didn't, I didn't give myself enough time training. There were definitely days that I didn't hit my training because whatever at work. So iron cowboy reached out to me. He's like, look, he's like, I've been the only guy that's done this. Let me train you. Let me be my, I'll be your coach. And I was like, okay. I was like, I was like, this is dope. I was like, my motivation was coming back. I was mm-hmm. feeling inspired again. Um, and, uh, I started training again. Um, he was coaching me and then his coach was coaching me. So I had like a hell of a team because they already knew how to do it. They knew how to coach. Yeah. They knew how to coach iron cowboy, uh, to get him ready. And I went out to his house in Utah met his family, like everybody just, he has a beautiful family, like tons of kids, um, worked out with him. So I was actually training for that. The the training plan was going to be like up to a year, I think training. Oh yeah. It was, it was intense. And, that uh, February is when the fallout happened. And I ended up having that uh, where like 12 people at American Brew like walked out because of oh, poor management. No. So everything just went to everything shit. Went to shit. <laughs> so for lack of um, a better word, I, uh, I've actually, I've never told all that, like that story before. Cause it's, you know, it's just, it's been a tough pill to it's, swallow. It's personal and it's hard. Yeah. It's hard talking about failure. Yeah. And every once in a while I, uh, I, I, I see like these haters that like pop up on my social media. I honestly Fuck like, you. I honestly like don't care anymore. Um, because in my mind, I still want to do it. Even if it's like happens to be 50 here locally, mm-hmm. I still want to do it. But it, de- it 100% was a blessing in disguise. Um, Everything happens took, for a reason. Ashley. And this whole, the whole evolution was self-funded, meaning I was paying for everything. And that was very, very expensive to not only pay for flights, the vehicles, the flights vehicles, for people going back hotels, and forth. Oh yeah. It was really, really it, 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 it drained me. It drained me. Um, so, and just like the time away from my kids. Yeah. Um, and so I, you know, looking back, I, I'm glad, I'm glad that everything happened um, the way that it did. I, it's still on my bucket list of things that I want to achieve <laughs> only because like I, I hate I accepting know. the fact that I did something and I, I couldn't do it. And yeah. I, I just need like my kids to get a little bit older, like, you know, uh, because it takes a lot of time. It, it takes a lot of time to train for an Ironman. Um, I, uh, I, I want to do it again. And, and if I did it again, I would have iron cowboy coach me. There hasn't ever been a female that's done it. I would like, yeah, after he does his 100 Ironmans. Yeah. When is he doing that currently? <laughs> he is. He how many? Is. Do you know how many he's up to he's right now? He's on 25. 
Jesus. So he has like 75 more to There's go. a quarter yeah. of the way there. Yeah, he does a live like every morning. Um, so he, he, uh, fucking shit. You know, Never in my lifetime. He, I, I had, maybe, I, but highly, you could, hell it's just, no. It's just mindset. It's mindset. And, um, I, you know, I had a conversation with him in his, in his office, um, whenever I went and visited and, you know, it has to be the mindset. It's like, it's like ride or die. Like you have to do it. Like you're, you're, do you're, you have to love it to complete a goal? No, I don't think so. Yeah, because you know, even whenever I've done like the long runs and stuff, I I don't love it. Like, yeah, am, you, I gonna, am, I gonna, am I gonna? Am I gonna? gonna love you hate running? Yeah, which it's is kind of so like what? Funny to me. Do you think that I'm gonna love like going out to the rower and sitting on? Do I hate doing like 400 meters on the rower? They suck. But here I am. I'm gonna do 25 hours. It it has to be the mindset of like you wanting to uh, you wanting to accomplish something. Okay, from all of these like long enduring events that I've ever done, the if you guys are wanting to do something that makes may sound crazy, the one like top of the list, your biggest biggest most important thing is going to be not mindset. It is mindset, but it's your team. Okay. Because my team fell apart. I fell apart. My team left me. My coach left me. Same thing whenever I did the bike ride. And we've talked about this before. Same thing when I did the bike ride from Virginia Beach to Oklahoma. My team what? fell apart. I've oh, never, yeah. What? I've never even oh, yeah. knew you did that. Oh, yeah. I did it for uh, St. Jude cancer. Aww. I rode my bike from uh, Virginia Beach to uh, to Oklahoma. My bicycle. What? I didn't know that. <laughs> Again, yeah. I learned something new about Ashley. Yeah, I did. It uh, took maybe 12 days. Rode like 100 miles a day. It was Jesus badass, but that my team badass. literally fell apart. Like nobody was even like getting me water. Like, you know, they were like uncomfortable sitting in a fucking RV. <laughs> and I'm, I'm like I'm out there and like, yeah, my mom called and she was like, put me on speakerphone. Oh my and God. Jesus. And I never like, want to be on Ashley's mom's. Yeah. Oh no. My like, mom's I like, never want to be on her. Yeah. Side. My mom got on speakerphone and she's like, do you understand that she is 100% dependent, dependent on you guys? She was like, you know, you got to get her water. She's going to get heat exhaustion. You guys just need to straighten up and you better get her home. Oh my God. Oh yeah. She was like freaking, I, I remember saying like, I was like, Oh, but the, they, they needed it. They needed it. And it wasn't until, uh, the last day of like getting into Oklahoma whenever people were like kind of around that they actually like cheered and was like getting me water and like acted like that they were like the best team ever. So yeah, there was a time on uh, probably it was two or three days out of completing it that I was trying to figure out how to pack my bag, pack enough things to be able to just take it solo and tell them to go back to Virginia in their RV. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. After I would get done running uh, or riding a, a hundred miles and I'd come, come into the RV, like nobody knew, like nobody was doing dinner, like nobody, like nothing. And I had to actually get an Uber, go to the grocery store that was a couple miles away, get groceries and cook dinner for everybody. Later. They had one job. Literally. And you know what? Did I complain? No, I still did it. And I was still happy. And like, Holy I, you know, shit. yeah, but dude, yeah. And then somebody got fired whenever we got back. So, oh yeah. Oh yeah. They met their maker. Yeah. So, um, Ashley Horner. Uh, the biggest thing that I can tell you guys, and this is, this is everything, Lena. Mm -hmm. I even think you going after the goals that you have for school. I, you know, any, it doesn't matter if you guys are setting out to run a 5k. It doesn't, you have and, and fitness goals. If you're wanting to transform your life, transform your mm -hmm. body, you have to put people in your life 
that truly support you. You have to. And your team is everything. The team that you have around you. And, and because you know what? At the end of the day, if you fail, if you make it, if you make it halfway, it, it doesn't matter. They will be there to right. step in whenever it's like, you know what? You can't fucking go anymore. Let me help you. Right. Let me help you. Or you let's do this. Backup. Or you got this. You need that backup. You didn't make it, Lena, to where, you, you know what? It's okay. It's okay because there's going to be other things that, you know, I don't like saying like everything happens for a reason, but everything happens for a reason. Everything happens for a reason. The most annoying phrase in the entire universe. You don't want to get the most accurate. It's the most accurate. It's so true. You're going to look back on this time in your life after you've become a successful speech pathologist (laughs) and you're going to be like, that was not the right path for me. I was supposed to be here with these people going down this path. And there's a reason for it. It's hard to understand that now. Oh yeah, it's whenever terrible. we fail, I it's hard it's to see like, through that and see the see the, the the end. Right. It's hard to see. You just have to trust the process and, and trust the, the shadow the of failure. It's really hard to see the light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah, it, it lingers. It, it lingers. But you guys, in order to it's move forward and react. to move on, you you have to let go of that. Yeah. You it's all about rea- how you react to failure. Because you know what? I'm not gonna say I'm like stoked today like i'm still very sad about it and yeah you're still a little blue yeah i'm a little blue but like uh, my boyfriend he told me this he was like you know what i i said what did he say well i told him the other day he was like you know what every he said everything happens for a reason (laughs) he's like it'll be fine like you still have a lot of schools that are you're applying to and he's like whatever happens happens he's like you can be sad just don't let it get in the way of the rest of your life i was like yeah well goddamn yeah Oh, uh, we, I mean, we, we, with my Words mom, of wisdom. with my mom, whenever my dad died, have we talked about this story? Mm-hmm. I, I would see my mom in her bedroom crying and I'll never forget this. And I remember going in cause I would never see my mom cry. And I'd be like, mom, are you okay? And these words I'll never forget. And I've taken them with me that it's okay to be sad. It's it okay, okay to, to feel sad. sorry for yourself, but put a time limit. Mm-hmm. on that because you still got to wake up and you got to be a badass motherfucker and you got to go after the things that you want in life i'm gonna frame that i'm gonna like make that a quote and i'm gonna frame <laughs> it and i'm gonna put it somewhere in american brew yeah you you you're you gotta you gotta know that it's okay to be sad you gotta know that it's okay to feel sorry for yourself right. but you gotta give yourself a, a time, time limit. limit yeah because you can't and feel it, sorry for yourself for the rest of your life you can't you get a time limit like you said well i think that wraps up our podcast today um, yeah. we're not going to do listener questions not this one Next but time. if you guys want us to answer anything on the Reborn podcast please put that in Yeah, put that in um, and everyone all the triathletes oh, wait, out there wait, wait 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 we have to real quick we have to mention this we have to so week five came out at this point you're all done with the Reborn podcast if you have transformation photos Send them in. So I've actually seen people are like actually even just starting it now. Yeah. So if you guys are listening to this, like the Reborn workout, five weeks of Reborn, it's all given to you. It's on our Instagram. Mm-hmm. So at Reborn Pod. Send them in. Yeah. We want to see like any question, even like any training questions that you guys have that, mm-hmm. it, you know, anything. Send us but, your pictures. Yeah. And if you have transformations, send them in, send them in. Yeah. So, Sorry. Didn't mean to interrupt. But no, I just, I just, that. yeah, we had to mention that. And I'll just close on this that like any of the, you know, triathletes or people who are wanting to be a triathlete or, you know, I, um, I have so much respect for that community and know that me doing that, I, I picked that, uh, trio because it is the hardest thing physically 
to do. And I really hope to, to get out there and to do it again. I really want to get back into some half Ironman distances and some full Ironman distances. Because at the end of it all, it's really just mental. Like, you can yeah. definitely, you know, it's just mental. And you have, you know, a good chunk of time during the day to get it done. So, <laughs> so go out there. Don't be afraid to fail, guys. Um, if you fail, it's okay to be Pick sad. yourself back up. Yeah. Pick yourself back up. You got to give yourself a time limit to how long you're going to mope. And you're not going to succeed by being and feel sorry sad. For yourself. No. You're not going to succeed while you're in that bad state of mind. It's hard to get out of that little hole, but when you do, just keep going after what you were before. And, you know, don't let a little failure stop you from the big picture. And that's all I have to say about that. Amen. Amen. All right, guys, that is it for the Reborn Podcast. Make sure you subscribe. Give us some comments. Give us some feedback. Send us your questions so we can answer that on the next Reborn podcast. We really appreciate your support and the love, and we are out. Peace. Bye. Bye.